Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim with Ed. We thank you for listening to AFR. Steve Paisley Jordahl joins us now in studio. Good morning, Good Steve. Good morning, everybody. Happy Pi Day. Yes, we found would, out from Jenna. It would be Pizza Jenna Pie Ellis Day for you. that it's Pi Day. Didn't uh, know there was such a thing. So, yes, we we can discuss this at length later. Pi Day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but before we do that. Uh, before, when we ended the, uh, break here, uh, we were talking about all these regulations that the left wants to impose on the American economy, businesses, consumers in the name of saving the planet from fossil fuels right, and carbon emissions. And, and I was, I was saying that they want to, by they, the lefties, the globalists, they want to control the American economy. Right. It's not really trying to save the planet they have they have other motives that they won't reveal but it's but the way you get people to act is to scare them to death and so you scare americans to death by saying you want the planet to burn up my love is to die in 10 right. years then you'll do what i say and you said and i and you said i don't know why they want to control the american economy and i said i think i i think i know okay go. so here's here's why the most again my opinion the most independent-minded people in the world live in this country. And you cannot have a one-world government, or it is more difficult to have a one-world government or to have a Marxist utopia worldwide with that big country sitting across the Atlantic Ocean. I'm talking about European mindset. Or if you're in China, across the Pacific, that big country sitting over there with one of the probably the most amazing economy in world history. That may be debatable. Certainly the best military the world has ever seen. But those individually, individual-minded people will not submit. You have got to force them, and you do that by controlling the economy so that when those people get out of line, you say, boom, we just turned off your bank account. Boom, your kids can't go to college because you're not playing game. You're not playing the game that we want you to play. So we're going to play the tune, and you're going to dance the way we want you to dance, and you do that by controlling the economy. And the American political left are doing the bidding of the people you just described. Yes. That's, uh, what, I, that's what I believe. I agree. I believe with, I, that's a, a great way to put it. I agree with everything you just said. Uh, I think you're absolutely right. Um, and we got, and we got a big fat lesson during COVID of the power to shut people down when you make them scared enough. All right. I don't want to open up that whole can. No. And and the, the truism here is, and I didn't invent this. Somebody else did the way you give, get people to give up Liberty is to use, is to scare them to death. Right. Huh? People will give up freedom and Liberty in the name of safety and security. Almost As it problem. always has been, so is it now. Yeah. So, um, anyway, Steve, good morning to you. Hey, good morning. 
yes, before we get to Steve, you had something to announce? Yes, uh, Brent Creeley, our producer, on behalf of American Family Radio, wants me to make this announcement. It is an important one because we have Sherathon coming up right around the corner here in the middle of April. And so we are gathering stories now to pray, play during our spring charathon, and so we would like to hear from you. Most of you, if you've been listening for a long time, know what I'm about to say when I say listener stories. We want you to call. We want to hear your AFR story. It could be a blessing and encouragement to others. Tell us how Christ has used AFR in your life. So we're asking you to call and share for a minute or two. Don't go on for five minutes because we can't play something that long. So Call and share for a minute or two about how the Lord has used American Family Radio in your life. You might just hear yourself during share So here's the number to call. This is our listener storyline. The number to call to share your testimony is 877-876-8893. That number is 877-876-8893. Nine three. Please call and share your listener's story. Steve. Well, I don't know why Vermont seems to collect these things, but it seems to be the uh, center of all things transgender sports. So there is a Christian high school in Vermont called Mid-Vermont Christian School that last month decided it would not, it would forfeit a game against a, it's a tournament, in, in a tournament against a, a high school named Long Trail Mountain. Long Trail Mountain High School had a boy playing on the team, and the school said um, that we withdrew from the tournament because we believe playing against an opponent with a biological male jeopardizes the fairness of the game and the safety of our players, allowing biological males to participate in women's sports. It's a bad precedent for the future women's sports in general. So just yesterday, or today, or this is uh, datelined today, the Vermont Principals Association ruled that Mid-Vermont Christian School had violated its policies and is ineligible ineligible to participate in future tournaments that it sanctions for any sport from now on. Now, we, we did talk to Jenna Ellis. Got about her this? Permission, her permission about, no, it's all right. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I was because researching you, you added You actually added something that we did not mention uh, in, in the last segment, and that is that this Vermont Principals Association, this is a permanent ban yes. for this high school. And all it's sports. not just for the sport itself. It's for all sports. Yes. So this is a, this is retribution to this Christian school for its Christian beliefs. I hope this Vermont school, mid-Vermont Christian school, I hope they sue the Vermont Principals Association and Vermont for religious discrimination and win a bundle. I hope they're able to build a new basketball gym gymnasium with the money they get from these cultural Marxists. I'm wound up today. Yeah, I'm wound. Up. I I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I'm sorry that I did. I wasn't listening uh, through the whole show. Well, you got I another, was doing, you got a job. I was doing that you research. Have. Yeah, you got I a was job. preparing for my segment. That's absolutely. Now it turned you out go, to be you go, I was, Steve. I was preparing for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, but that added some, that added some information. So, all right, let's talk about the Church of England. Have you guys talked about this? No, there is a priest over in England, and and Ed, you brought this up, and I'm not sure if there's something. This I brought this in a week or two ago. Um, this is a priest named Calvin Robinson who 
who was debating at the Oxford Union debates, and his premise was that the Church of England should not back same-sex marriage. He's quite vociferous and uh, uh, this is eloquent. a courageous, very courageous. Uh, Anglican priest, priest by the way, yes, Church of England in England. Uh, so I want you to hear. I want you to hear Calvin Robinson. This is from his debate uh, several weeks ago um, at the. Uh, Oxford Union debates. This is cut eight. And I want to specify it is the sin that is the problem, not the sinner. Every single person is loved by God, and God forgives all of us of our depravity. But we have to turn away from our sins and turn toward Him. And it seems the panel opposite me has forgotten to separate the sin from the sinner. One can denounce sin while still welcoming the sinner. So, as I wrap up, my message to the proposing side is do not lead us astray, do not lead people astray, do not be the wolves in sheep's clothing. Do not be the false teachers that the Bible warns us about. Remember your obligation to defend the faith. Stop teaching about diversity, inclusion, and equality, and get back to teaching about redemption and salvation. This is spiritual neglect. Help people by telling them the truth. Be kind to people by supporting them through those struggles and reminding them that Christ suffers with them. And be compassionate by leading them to Christ when the world tries to lead them away from him. The church is imploding. And the faithful masses have stopped turning up on Sundays. And we are seeing the most rapid decline of Christianity in this country that we may have ever seen. Do not accelerate it with heresy. You do not have the authority to bless sin. When I hear the Bishop of London on record saying these new prayers will mean priests can bless same-sex relationships, some of which may be sexual in nature, I hear the devil at work. Bishops are promoting the idea of sacramental sodomy. Let them be anathema. Repent. Listen. That guy is a hero. That's a young guy. Yeah. I mean, he looks like he's in his 20s, yes, late somewhere. 20s, maybe early 30s. I don't know. Um, it's hard to tell with a British accent. He's also but. an African-American. One of the, the youngest he's not African an American, American Steve. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. He's, he's an African-Britain. <laughs> he's Listen, black. <laughs> uh, the, oh, man. Uh, well, I, I will say this. The <laughs> Anglican, the, in the Anglican Worldwide Communion, the Church of England is just about gone. It is a hollowed-out mess that is, as he says, is imploding. The Episcopal Church in this country is the same way. It's but, the same church. Well, it's yes, it's the, um, the Episcopal it, Church is the American branch of the Worldwide Anglican Communion and the Church of England. But worldwide, outside of those areas, the Anglican Church is a powerhouse. Yes. And there are... In fact, the the, the the most rapidly growing Anglican church in the world, I think, is in Uganda, Africa. Uh, so there are brave men like this. What's his name again? This Calvin priest? Robinson. He he was he was superb. I watched his whole speech there. That was at Oxford University, yes. I think, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, and he he did not pull punches. You call a bishop out and and say this man is preaching heresy. This bishop. Let him, and saying you should be anathema, which is accursed, if you're preaching heresy. Man, good on this young man, and it, I'll tell you something else. It gives me a, a lot of hope that God is raising up young men and women like this gentleman here who are not afraid. They are bold, and they're not afraid to stand up for the truth. Several, good on him. Several Episcopal churches in the United States broke away from the Episcopal Church and joined what's called the Anglican Church of North America. Yes. And, uh, Those they, are conservative Bible They're conservative, Bible-believing churches. Anglican churches, and they are placing themselves, because you know the Anglican Church, of course, is hierarchical. 
Yes. They're placing themselves under bishops out of Africa. Yeah. Because, because they're the bishops be, that are still... Because uh, they're heroes of the faith. Right. You stick with so the I Bible agree with you. and serve Christ honorably and faithfully. I agree with you. Well, they're having a little trouble in the Senate. Democrats are getting things together because two of their members they are can't get absent. It together? They can't get it together. <laughs> huh? They're having trouble having getting trouble. it together. Why they're, is that, Steve? Their ducks are not in a row. <laughs> yeah. Because both Dianne Feinstein and John Fetterman are absent. John Fetterman chalked, uh, checked himself into Walter Reed National Military Medical Center for treatment for clinical depression. Uh, Diane Feinstein, who's 89 years old and the oldest member serving, is suffering from a case of shingles. She says she hopes to be back as soon as possible, but neither one of them are in Washington, and therefore neither one of them are able to vote. So now you have a 49-49 tie in the Senate, and you have a somewhat rogue uh, Joe Manchin from West Virginia, who oftentimes will buck his party and now holds all the cards so the Democrat Party in Washington is having to pass bills that have bipartisan support. And in fact, some of the things, there's a resolution this week disapproving of the Biden administration's Waters of the United States rule. It's a maritime rule that doesn't, not important what it Can is Can you here. dig into that for us, Steve? <laughs> right here. No, I don't want to be boring. No, I would like to know a lot more about the maritime rules of the United States. Uh, well, they say it's the first time that Joe Biden's going to have to pull out his veto pen oh he's gonna veto he would veto it if it passes because it'll pass the house and it looks like it'll pass the senate with joe manchin's support and it's called the waters of what it's called the uh the waters of the united states rule yeah we can i can i can do a whole hour on it tomorrow if you want to need to replace fred you had uh, the bridge over troubled waters (laughs) yes from the 60s simon and garfunkel and then Bridge and over that, the American that, waters. Now you have bridge over the American waters by Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so, I think I'll take Simon and Garfunkel <laughs> rather than Biden and Harris. Actually, I'd probably take Simon and Garfunkel to run the country <laughs> over hey, Biden and Harris. Touche. Boom, boom. Touche. Boom, boom. I told you I am on fire. You're today. on fire today. <laughs> egg ball, Ed. Egg egg ball. I don't know. I just came up with that. I'd rather you call me meatball. <laughs> meatball. Egg ball. That's a compliment to Italian. Isn't that egg ball? Isn't that when Ole Miss and Mississippi uh, State egg play? Bowl. Bowl. Egg bowl. Yeah. Knows yeah. I guess All I'm right. not on fire. Uh, <laughs> next story, Steve. All right. Um, Biden today is expected, President Biden is expected to announce an executive order that would require expanded background checks on guns. Oh, good. Yes. He, wow. You know, he hasn't. Uh, this is going to really drop violent crime. Yeah. And I just wonder, he's been president how long? Over two years. Over what, two years. If, if, if gun violence, quote, was such an urgent matter, two years it took you to do this? Mm. An executive order that you could have done day one? Right. Well, he was too busy cutting out thousands of jobs and our well, energy true. independence by ending the Keystone true. pipeline. So what's he going to do today, Steve? He's going to sign an executive order that will bring okay. the U.S. as close to a universal background check as possible. Under the executive order, Biden is also directing Attorney General Merrick Garland to develop and implement a plan to prevent former federally licensed firearm dealers uh, whose licenses have, have been revoked or surrendered from continuing to engage in business. There, In other words, if you one strike and you're out. And it will also um, improve public awareness and increase the use of extre- extreme protection like red flag laws. 
storage of firearms. I'm very excited about this, Tim. I'm just going to tell you, I'm very excited, very hopeful <sighs> that this uh, executive order is going to decrease a lot of the carjackings and the drug cartel-related crimes in this country. And just the overall level of violence in our inner cities this this is really going That's, to do a lot to accomplish. I, I hear you, Ed. Yeah, because criminals criminals now are going to be watching their p's and q's. You just watch and see. Right. I'm a, I'm a gentle soul. These murderers and thieves and carjackers. Right. When Joe Biden gets his pen out, right they for run an executive in, order, they run in terror. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I remind you, I'm a gentle soul, Ed. <laughs> and you, you're mocking my stories. Uh, <laughs> Um, no, I'm not mocking your stories. I'm mocking Joe Biden. Oh, okay. I appreciate you bringing up, lobbing these softballs over the plate so yeah. I can knock them I out do, of the infield. I do what I can. Very disappointing that he waited two years to do something he could have done day one, uh, you know, to, to curb this out-of-control gun violence. Well, let me just tell you, the pen is mightier than the assault rifle. Yes. That's what we're seeing here. Go ahead, Steve. Next well, story. Okay, I've got one that I want. Me. I got I, know. A, I got a story I want to end with. Um, we let me do one more between that. You want? Yeah, hey, we got eight minutes got left eight here. Minutes. We got no. I know. No. You want to hear about a cat fight in the Senate between two senators, or you, do you know want to hear I about do. a giant seaweed blossom that's uh, attacking Florida? Let's go with the cat fight. The first. cat fight. <laughs> Seems that Elizabeth Warren is not uh, Kamala Harris is not speaking to Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren uh, went on record a while back. Um, on radio, she was asked if she endorsed the Biden-Harris ticket. And this is what she says. I really wanted to defer to what makes Biden comfortable in his team. I've known Kamala for a long time. I like Kamala. I knew her back when she was an attorney general, and I still, and I was still teaching. We worked on the housing crisis together, so we go way back. But they need to have a team. In my sense, they are, I don't mean to by suggesting that there are any problems. I think they are a team. But she didn't endorse fully him. And now... She's trying to backtrack and call Kamala to uh, apologize. Kamala's not taking her calls. Well, first of all, I think that Kamala is not taking her calls because she is deep into working out the problems of the border crisis. Oh, yes. So I think it's because she's so super busy doing constructive things to help the country. I know my sarcasm meter is pegging, right, it's pegging, pegging out. It's in the red right now, but yeah, um, I I don't know, you know what what she's trying to do there. I, mean, I guess men fences between the uh, between the uh, Indian American community <laughs> and the African American community, well, Native American. <laughs> I should have said the Native American community and the Jamaican. <laughs> Indian American community. Yes. Isn't Kamala Harris half Jamaican, half uh, yeah. Indian? Yep. It's a, I, I don't know. Yeah, she yes. is. She is. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they need to get together, I would say. They do need to get together. Mm, we are the world. Play basketball or something. We, we are the world. Mm-hmm. You know, girl have against a, have girl. Have a beer summit. That's what President Obama's go-to thing was. Beer summit. Beer summit. Uh, it, you know what? Uh, what's going to be interesting to me is to see how, uh, if Kamala Harris stays on the ticket, should Biden run again? I'm assuming she would, but uh, you know she's been mentioned as a liability, and she is a liability. If you could be a liability to Biden, <laughs> to Joe Biden. I know that, that 
Huh? <laughs> that's, that's that's yeah. That's hard that, to fathom, isn't it? Yeah. I know I'm. I know I'm not being have a very good uh, right. administration so far, but you. <laughs> You're really dragging you're drag- me down. You're dragging my numbers down. That's what Biden says to Harris. All right, Steve, what do you got next? Yeah, have you ever heard of the country of the United States of Kailasa? No, I've not. You've not? I've I've enjoyed a kielbasa or two oh, uh, on right. Fourth of July, but I, the city of Newark, Kiel- New Jersey, made a sister city um, agreement with the United States of Kailasa. It's a country, but they made an well. They say it's a country, and they made an agreement with it. Turns out to be an entirely fictitious country that the city of fake, fake country. Newark, New Jersey? Newark, New Jersey. And they're not the only one. Winston-Salem, Dayton, Canton, Richmond, Asheville, they have all made agreements with this particular well, I have, I have too. I mean, I don't see what the problem is. Kielasa? It's, it's, I've made an agreement with Kielasa that, you know— um, you didn't like send you the said, money, did you? No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm ashamed to say I did. And <laughs> it's supposed to come back to me, though. Yes. You know, down the line, I'm supposed to get letters in the mail with everybody sending me money. Right. I I, uh, I, I got a an email from a Nigerian prince. Well, this might be this guy. <laughs> Who wants uh, to give you millions of dollars. All yes. you need to do is give him your the bank account. bank account number is so nice of this guy, man. The whole country springs from the imagination of a guy named Swami Nithyananda, uh-huh. and he's, he has—he's a scam artist. They say, really, he's so, on the lamb from India. But now you—I I didn't know about this story. I was feigning ignorance. It's very easy for me to do that. <laughs> okay, so so they actually Newark actually received an ambassador, didn't they? In a they had a ceremony. ceremony. They had this lady dressed up in Indian garb. They made speeches. They had a video showing the joys and wonders of Kailasa. Along and you should see the words. Oh, it, it it it's priceless. This is the one of the best scams I've ever heard of, and I'm so proud to be able to report it to you. And now we're, we are not pro scam. No, 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 so I'm not just, at all. But, but I'm just saying, I mean, to folks, know. we're not pro scam. But nope. just as a prank, this is this is pretty priceless because you showed me a picture yeah. of this ceremony. Yeah. And I think most of our listeners have probably remembered times because churches will do this. Sometimes they'll have a sister church yeah. somewhere. And so oftentimes it's in a, an area where they send missionaries and they will send money or they'll send, you know, if they, if there's a flood, they'll send this, that packages and stuff like that. So, so uh, if you have someone in your church and says, God's called them to be a missionary to Kailasa, you might want to question them a little deeper. It's, Find out if that's indeed the case. Is that how you pronounce it, Kailasa? Since it's a fictitious country, it I, is fictitious. Is it Kailasa? Kailasa. I'm 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 declaring it because there's it's no one fake. can say me it was fake. I can Nobody call can whatever I want. It's, it's wrong. Uh, that's hilarious. And uh, I, I am kind of disappointed that Newark was not the only city that fell for it. I know, right? I was just going to yeah, mock but, New Jersey. Yeah, yeah but, it's easy to do. It yeah. like there was a scene from a movie a few years ago with with the, that kind of thing where a guy faked being an African prince. Eddie Murphy. Was no, 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 no. He was coming, an actual Coming African to America? Prince. He was an actual African prince. He faked being a poor black guy that didn't have any money. Well, listen, I, I, I'm going to tell my wife to stop watching... Real Housewives of Kailasa, because that, <laughs> better. that's, that's not phony. right. It's, that's it's phony. Fake. It's fake. <laughs> Real Housewives of Kailasa. I'll be here all uh, week. Folks. All right. Uh, Ed is on fire, people, and he'll be back tomorrow with us. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Steve. My pleasure.
Uh, thanks to Steve, Ed, Fred, and our producer, Brent Creeley. Frank Turk was on. Jenna Ellis was on. We thank you. We thank them uh, for their contributions, and we appreciate you listening. Keep listening. The AFR will be back here tomorrow. <laughs>